This series contains descriptions of grief and illness that some people might find upsetting. There's also some bad language. Something in the corner of the room has just fallen over. Yeah, something just fell over in the corner of the room. I'm Rosie. I believe in ghosts. I'm Tristan, and I don't believe in ghosts. And I'm Sarah. I haven't made up my mind yet. Last year, we put a call out on social media asking for real-life ghost stories. Since then, we've been travelling across the country to visit those who believe they have experienced ghostly goings-on. Welcome to Ghost on Toast. This week, however, we're not travelling anywhere. Well, except Tristan's flat. We decided to fulfil one of Sarah's lifelong dreams, to try out a Ouija board. Today is our very own ghost story. Interestingly, or perhaps terrifyingly, this episode is genuinely plagued with a lot of recording issues. The mic kept cutting out, there was feedback, and half of the very well-researched, may I say, history of the Ouija board didn't even record. The Ouija board was initially produced in the late 1800s and it came out of an increasing interest and excitement around spiritualism in 19th century North America. People have always had ways to contact the dead. Apparently there was an early version of the Ouija board in China in 1100 BC. But the Ouija board we know today was mass-produced by the Kennard Novelty Company as a parlour game. There's a popular belief that the name Ouija is a combination of the French and German for yes, but that's apparently not true, and according to legend, the board actually named itself. Some of the creators sat around the board and asked what they should call it. The board spelt out Ouija, and when they asked what this meant, the board replied, good luck. That certainly sounds creepy, except for the fact that one of the women at the table was wearing a locket with a picture of a woman, the name Ouija written above it. This could have actually been the famous author and popular women's rights activist Ouida, spelt O-U-I-D-A. So maybe Ouija was just a misreading of that. Mystery solved there, perhaps. Apart from the odd Ouija-related murder, the board wasn't really associated with demonic possession until the release of the 1973 horror film The Exorcist, in which a young girl does a Ouija board and her head spins round and she does the crab backwards down some stairs. After this was released, the Ouija board started to take on a more sinister image. Even today, many people are very superstitious about never going near a board, and Catholic.com describes it as far from harmless. Scientists think it works because of something called the idiomotor effect, whereby the unconscious part of your brain pushes you to make tiny movements without you even realising it. You can see it for yourself if you hang a small weight from the end of a string and hold it out in front of you. Hold your arm completely still and the weight will start to swing clockwise or anti-clockwise in small circles. Ask yourself a question and say that the weight will swing clockwise for yes and anti-clockwise for no. Keep that thought in your head and the weight will eventually start to swing in answer to your question. That's the idiomotor effect. There have been experiments in which people playing with Ouija boards are blindfolded to see if the board comes up with answers. 
We'll post a link to a video you can watch of this experiment in the show notes. Needless to say, it seems the spirits need you to be looking at the board in order to spell out their messages. Sarah and Tristan are sceptical about this, but I'm not so sure. What do you think? Have you tried it? Are you a believer? Let us know. How to introduce today, because this has been a bit of a controversial topic for us all, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, I wanted to do a Ouija board and I've wanted to do a Ouija board for ages. Um, And so we thought we'd dedicate an entire episode to a Ouija board. But uh, there's been some division amongst the the troops. Yeah. Um, Not with Tristan. He's fine. I'll do anything, to be honest. Uh, Next week, black magic. Um, (laughs) The week after, we'll burn a witch. (laughs) But... You're gonna do one of those um, what was it those rituals when you do when you break up with someone where you get a bowl oh, yeah. and you a burn you when you burn stuff like your Wait, boyfriend yeah, you never seen this get your boyfriend's a pants. burning ritual mm. you get your boyfriend's pants you yeah. get your boyfriend like set them on fire <sighs> you know, sounds like that, criminal Justin. damage no, no I've no, never not, mm, okay. no so I basically ordered a Ouija board um, from the internet it cost off me Amazon. nine off Amazon other internet <laughs> retailers are available nine pound ninety nine I didn't get the most expensive version I got the cheapest version um, it's a single use item came through the post mm. and. Um, I opened it up and I mean do you want to pass it's behind yeah, of course. Now. I'll just show you now don't don't so, be so how it do is, you feel about it this is worth record? mentioning at this point Rosie you're you're the when Sarah said there'd been some division yeah yeah, it comes from your quarter so so basically my upbringing is predominantly Catholic mm. but also I've got quite I have a lot of friends who are quite sensitive to this type of what do you call it Magic. Spiritualism. Spiritualism. The occult. The occult. Yeah. Mm. Like people, I've got a lot of friends who are from quite, you know, uh, intuitive backgrounds, intuitive families who really, really connect with these and think they, they actually do send messages from a spiritual yeah. world. And obviously the Catholic Church thoroughly, thoroughly is against them. And they just freak me out a little bit. I don't know whether it's because that's, like ingrained in me from my culture because I know in the back of my mind I know that they're that it's not it's obviously based on a human connection it's based on you know a subconscious response it's not really based on the spiritual world but I just don't want to tempt it mm, yeah tempting fate I mean Sarah you've just got it out of the well I've got packaging. it out of the packet um, it's kind it, of like quite flimsy it's not flimsy but it's just made of what it's sort of like um Cardboard. It's, it looks a bit like cardboard, but it's stronger. It is quite firm, but it's not. Thick I don't know. It's not blessed it's in any way, is something it? Something like that. It's not. Uh, I don't think it's been it's blessed. I don't know. From Amazon, generous. you have to check with the warehouse. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but it, it it is funny the reaction it strikes in people. Like I remember when we went on a school trip to Paris. We were doing a Paris school trip, and. Um, like the teachers were like doing that thing where they roam the halls and they just sort of make sure everybody's not like you know nosy bastards doing bad things you know like smoking weed or like you know we were in Paris so you know anything could have happened and um, the teachers found a group of people in their room doing a Ouija board and I've never seen Mr Williams was head of music and he he was like the head of the trip as it were and I've never seen his vein pop out of his head so much and (laughs) Literally, the shouting brought everyone out of their rooms. Like the teachers were livid. Other students stopped having sex and smoking marijuana yeah. because they like, wanted to see what was going on. They were like, "What is going on, guys?" I don't know if you've heard the story, but I remember 
there was something I can't remember where it was or it was I don't know, a few decades ago but a, a jury used a Ouija board to determine the crime yeah and then they found out that the jury had used it and apparently consulting a Ouija board is not the way because they convicted basic, mm. based on what the Ouija board said the yeah. Ouija board told them they were guilty oh my they god they convicted then one of them, I don't know, went to the press or something being like, oh, we used a Ouija board when we were staying in the hotel and that's why we convicted. And they, they quashed it and they held a, held a retrial and I think the guy was acquitted on retrial. Really? But interestingly, they probably would have come to the same conclusion, wouldn't they, if they hadn't used a Ouija board because, or at least that would have been their, that's, that was their instinct coming out, I yeah, would argue. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, um, that's exactly the case. Yeah. They must have all really thought that he did it. Wasn't it? Unless a spirit. I think it was in Britain. Wasn't it in Britain? Um, I feel like it was. Hang on. Let me get the facts up. Hmm. Um, I, I think you did speak about this before. I, I have mentioned this to you. So it was 1994. Um, and it was in Britain. You're, you're right. Uh, it was 1994 in Sussex. Um, and this guy had been convicted of this double murder. Mm. Um, but then one someone went to the news of the world mm. back when the news of the world was was doing honest work rather than <laughs> tapping phones um, and said hey this is what happened so one of one of the jurors asked the Ouija board who killed you and the Ouija board spelled out Stephen Young done it Stephen Young was he the, the one was, yeah. yeah and then they said how and it spelled out shot. Which was in the case. Mm. Yeah. This, so this is in the hotel overnight after they'd been deliberating. That is so irresponsible. Oh. Then, they put the hotel bar and they were like, yeah. one of them had just like, packed a Ouija board. Who had packed a Ouija board with them? Was it every member of the jury? Yeah. They, as, so it was Fucking a small hell. group and they made the Ouija board... It was homemade. So they wrote down all the letters on a piece of paper, put a glass on top of it, one would assume from the mini bar. Oh, right. Um, and, and so they worked, and then they asked mm. the Ouija board, or they asked the people that have been killed, what should we do? And the glass spelled out, vote guilty tomorrow. It's recommended for players over the age of eight, so... Oh. Over the age of if, eight? If you're eight and over... You know. it's, if you're you nine it. and you want to where's grandma gone um, yeah super <laughs> join in Let's find so, out I, I yeah. literally was going to be like 18 plus also, yeah. I love the way that they no. refer to them as players yeah like, because it's sold it's it's by Hasbro you know the game company eventually that gets bought I think uh, Hasbro buy it from Kennard company or whatever yeah. get the instructions out so it's come with a handy booklet so the directions are one grab a few friends Technically, Ouija can be played alone, but it's best to play with at least one other person, especially if it's a dark and stormy night. Um, it's I mean, dark. It's raining. It's raining. Yeah. Is is it better to do it in the... If you're looking to connect to a certain mm. person, mm, yeah. is it better to do it in the place where they passed away? Um, okay. I don't think so, no. Mm. It doesn't say anything about that. Is there anyone... I, I hesitate to say is there anyone we want to connect I'd, I definitely want to connect with my granddad for sure okay because like. Ghost on Toast is obviously named after a story he used to tell Ghost me on um, about ghosts 
having ghost on toast and he loved ghost stories i feel like he had definitely done a ouija board and, he will have done one and also for sure. he would be super happy for you to try and contact oh him God. for a ouija board hmm. he would love it yeah he'd be all over that so i would definitely yeah. love to try and contact Absolutely. there's there's no Brad one Roy, particularly i am particularly yeah there's no one i'd, I'd like to contact no. that makes it very real doesn't it all mm, of a sudden yeah Ooh, what was Buster that? would like to contact. <laughs> is that okay? Buster, scro- the, the dog is growling. It's okay. Mm, Don't worry. Okay. Is he growling? Is he growling? They say animals can sense spirits, guys. Yeah, if he starts barking in I, the middle of this, it will, it will. I feel like it's a person outside, though. Yeah, it's definitely a person outside, or a spirit inside. <laughs> or it's my granddad who, um, yeah, may or may not be present. Anyway. Um, so two people is ideal apparently the more people you have the more hectic it may get loud and distracting and you might confuse the spirits more than two is fine just make sure everyone stays calm and respectful so I guess that's key is we do need to be respectful yeah, and, and the piss guys set the mood so we can you know dim dim the lights use a candle light incense um, burn sage I don't know if you've got any sage to burn just do you have any got sage some, got some rosemary Ouija um, can be all about timing sometimes the board is ultra responsive and sometimes it seems like it's asleep it's best to try it at night or in the wee hours of the morning it actually says the wee hours of the morning yeah. remove all distractions there should be no loud music noise from the television or kids running around a seance re- oh, we're doing a seance. <laughs> yeah a seance requires your undivided attention in order to be successful turn your phones off accepting a call in the middle of the conversation interrupts the progress and mood well you can't be on two yeah. calls at once no, you know yeah um grab a seat on the original instructions of the game it says to place the board on the knees of the two participants okay with their knees touching just on our knees need to touch My. It, also, it also says it's getting saucy yeah lady and gentleman preferred it also says lady, lady and gentleman, gentleman preferred lady, gentleman. oh great oh my god this is perfect lady, I, had, I actually oh. didn't read this before so, it, so take it for what it's worth however this shouldn't really affect your experience well okay well, we've got a lady we've got a gentleman our knees will touch um, working on a clear table or on the floor is fine a clear table so, so you uh, what, yeah, why as clear? long as everyone can clearly see and keep fingers on the planchette or pointer I guess it's maybe so there's no like magnet under- we're not putting a magnet underneath it so anything. the best thing to do probably is to sit on your knees next to each other on the floor yeah be patient sometimes the spirit needs a minute to warm up you may not get the answers right away don't give up the myths about moving the planchette to warm it up mean nothing spirit is the one providing the answers um slow answers will be nothing to do with the planchette some spirits can move the planchette faster than others be polite if you are speaking to a highly communicative spirit talk to it be friendly this will encourage him or her to cooperate with you you may not get the answers you want this is not spirit or the board's fault getting angry or violent will just ruin the vibe that's right so don't smash the board well, across the room just defeats the object doesn't um it? Mm. start simply oh okay start simply Warm it's up. best not to bombard your spirit with questions on the content and length of your next history exam um yeah don't, haven't done a history exam in a, in a, a good no good few years so that's all right start simple like a normal conversation um, how many spirits are in this room, for example, would be a good one for us to start with. Are you a good spirit? God help us if the answer's no. Um, and what is your name? So those are some questions we can ask. Ooh. Be careful what you wish for. The last thing you want to do is stay up all night contemplating your imminent death. 
Our sound problems started to worsen from here on, but we'll do our best to give you a sense of what was happening. We set the mood. There was no incense, but we did find a reed diffuser. Rosie lit a candle for us, and then huddled up in the corner of the room. She didn't want to be involved, which is fair enough. We then asked our first question, which we had to repeat a number of times before anything began to happen. Are there any spirits in the room? <laughs> I mean, I'm not pushing it. It. I'm not pushing it. I'm just resting my fingers on it. I'm not pushing it. I'm actually not pushing it. Are you not pushing no, it? No, no, I promise. I'm just, I'm literally just resting my fingers on it. <laughs> it's pointed to no. Um, now, I, I can't, I don't know what to say because I, I actually really haven't, I haven't pushed that at all. I mean, as far as I'm aware, I didn't push that. Well, it's a new build, isn't it? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but why? But why did did you? No, I promise. I promise, I didn't push yeah. it. Yeah, because I was fully prepared for this to be, um, just nothing happen. Um, yeah, no, like logically, we must, we must have. You might notice that the feedback on Tristan's mic is quite bad. We were a bit weirded out that the planchette had actually moved, and we'd broken the mood, so we restarted. We asked the question again, and this time... So it's drifting towards yes. Okay, I, I can feel it drifting towards yes, and I'm very much not, not feeling that at all. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, I'm just not... It feels like it's out of my control, actually. It just feels like it's going. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just not moving this. I'm sure I'm not moving it. <laughs> How many spirits are there in this room? Okay, so it's beginning to move down. Um, yeah. Something in the corner of the room has just fallen over. Yeah, something just fell over in the corner of the room. Like, I, I can see why this would be quite unsettling. It's landing on four. I'm sweating right now. Um, it's, I, I can just see that there is a lot of feedback. On, on my microphone. Yeah, there's loads on Tristan's, and Sarah's got some as well. Has that not been there before? No. I don't. I don't know if it's because we're close to each other, or it could just, be that it could be that we're close to one another, perhaps. Um, I'm just gonna. I might just quickly stop the recording and then restart it to try and get rid of this. The feedback hadn't gone away, so we tried swapping the mics. It didn't have much effect, so we valiantly carried on and asked the spirit's name. It took some time for the planchette to move, so we've edited out some of the pauses. You might need to turn the volume up here. Inevitably, some of it's a little quiet. So... We've got a T, I think. O. T-O, I think, I'm assuming. D. Todd. Todd. I thought that was going to be Tom, um, and then it, it was Todd. 
I mean, I'm sorry, Todd. I just didn't expect that at all. Um, um, Todd, how old are you, Todd? Or how old were you? Okay, it's slipping down now towards eight. That's really interesting because I thought that it was going to be eighty or eighty. Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't think I didn't think that was going to be eight. So you were eight, eight. Okay. Oh, I feel bad for laughing now. Yeah, sorry, Todd. Todd, are you from London? Are you from this place? Are you from Manor Park? Manor House. Manor House. <laughs> Finsbury Park, Manor House. Manor House, are you from... North London. North London. Okay, it's quite quickly moving to yes. Um, uh, Todd, how did you die, if it's all right to ask you that? It feels like that is moving completely without me touching it. F L flu. That's just given. Oh my! That's really uh, weirded me out because I had no. I thought it was going to say flying at all. I didn't think that was flu. It's safe to say we were weirded out. We asked Todd a few more questions until eventually we asked him if he'd like us to leave him alone. He replied yes. We said goodbye and finished the seance. And then we tried to turn the lights up. Alexa, lights up. <laughs> okay, lights have just gone down. <laughs> what I've, I can see why people are quite freaked out by that. I'm just very sceptical that anyone called Todd in London, aged eight, died of flu. It just... It just, just seems mad. And I'm so sorry if there's someone from oh. called Todd from North London or if you're the if you have a relative called like Todd is such a Todd is such a ridiculous name. Um, I had a great uncle called Todd, so Yeah, but your family's okay. Australian fracker. That was it, the Irish side. Okay. okay. I think people are called Todd. That's I don't know. Oh. He did laugh when he said Todd and I think I, that I, I can only think not, of cool. of Toddy from Neighbours. Yeah. You that, do you mean Toady? Toady, oh. Toady, not Todd, Toady. Oh, well, and who have I been toady. calling hot Toddy? <laughs> um, um, I, I got the chills like you would not believe when it pointed yeah, to flu. Yeah, I saw it, yeah. Because I so didn't expect it to say flu. Genuinely, what is weird, though, is that it does move. It does move. Like, I, I honestly thought when we did this, I thought, okay, this will be an interesting idea for an episode because I'm going to bitch about it and we're going to talk about it. Um and we're all going to have slightly different opinions. But when we actually do it, there is no way it's actually going to move because I know that I'm not going to push it. I know that Tristan is a skeptic and I know that he's not going to push it. So it's not going to move. But also what what was weird is that not only did it move, but it moved in ways that it felt like neither of us could be pushing it at times. When Todd pointed to eight, I thought that he was going to say 80 I so thought it was going to be 8 so did I one or I thought eight, he was going to but, be but then also at the same time I was like what 80 what self-respecting 80 year old is called <laughs> Todd <laughs> I, I had a lot of. What? I'm sorry. I, I had a. Uncle. Oh God. I'm so sorry to your great uncle. I had a lot of. Mm. Um, it turns out I've got a lot of Todd prejudice built inside <laughs> me, and I'm like I'm, my dad with his Tristan prejudice. It won't. My, we are going to stay at my my parents' house, and then um, I texted my dad to say 
you know, my friends Rosie and Tristan are coming and my dad texted back saying, I will not have someone called Tristan in the house. And I was like, uh, what, why? And he was like, he's a Tory, isn't he? He's a, he's a Tory. I knew that you one day you'd bring home a Tory called Tarquin and now you're bringing a Tristan. I was like, right, well, firstly, I'm not, I mean, I'll say I'm bringing both of them home. I'm not, you know, he's not asking for my hand in marriage. And also that, you know, as far as I'm aware, but, um, also he's called Tristan, not Tarquin. Like what's your beef? And, um, yeah, my dad doesn't like the name Tristan. But I can't judge your dad for having prejudice against people called Tristan yeah. when I you so am clearly prejudiced against oh, Todd's. Yeah. I don't think they'll live to be it 80. Was, it was quite a moment because we both did laugh. You know, much. from about 100 years ago, child. On Todd. The streets, yeah. Called Todd. Yeah. I don't know how I common think, a name that was. I think it's very common. I think if you look it up, Todd's a very American name as well. But what, it comes from an Irish. What are you doing in Manor House then? Um, What's he doing in. Well, I tell you what, Frex. Hmm. Pull up a census. Yeah. And we'll see how many Todds. See if there's a little Todd. We're living in. Um, so. Yeah, I mean that—that that was that genuinely freaked me out. I'm not gonna—I I don't know how else to say that. Like that—that did—that actually freaked me out. I was a complete, complete skeptic. That freaked me out. Um, I there were times when I thought, "Hang on, I must be pushing." You know, I must yeah. be pushing this because it's moving. Yeah. But as I say, I would then just really very lightly, or even take my fingers off the planchette, and it still moved, mm. which. So I think it logically it must have been a combination of both me and Tristan mm. pushing it and our unconscious brain, which is why it goes to things that you actually don't predict. It, it It's not going for things that I'm thinking of. It definitely goes for things that I can't predict, like Todd or like fl- mm. flu or whatever. The thing is, yeah. I was expecting as soon as yeah, it started going from towards mm. the L, I thought it was going to be flu. Right. I don't know why I didn't. But my unconscious, I, I can see why it would have expected flu because that makes sense. Yeah, I can't stress enough a- how I didn't feel I was pushing it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, like skeptic hack back on. I must have been. I must have been pushing mm-hmm. it towards mm-hmm. the U. Yeah. I'd like, I have to have been because there's no. Well, other, I wanted to push it towards the Y. There's so no other mean, logical. There's no fly, other logical the sense. The flying accident. The great flying accident of Manor House. <laughs> the Manor House <laughs> blimp. Don't, don't get me wrong. You're going to spend the next sort of few hours or maybe some hours tomorrow looking up. I already have Rosie. I've, I've as you were chatting. Not that I wasn't ignoring you, but I was googling Todds of London. <laughs> Oh um, and there were a number of Todds, not a big number. He was eight, he was only eight. He can't have like been in any sort of man, national sense. Okay. Well, no, he might have avoided it, but like the name Todd was in use yes. um, in the 1800s. Yes. I, yeah, I'm surprised at how physically I, I reacted because I didn't mm. expect. Yeah, because I so didn't expect some of the what just happened to happen. Um, I expected this to be a matter of ten minutes of us sitting there with the board and just going, "Well, it's not going to move, is it? It's not going to move. So let's just carry on." Um, so I'm really surprised. I'm really surprised that it did move, um, and I'm really yeah, interested yeah. in what that means about me and Justin. Mm. And uh, I uh, think yeah. it means that you've got bigger imaginations than you think. I think. Thanks, really. No, but I like I, I genuinely think there was some small part of you that wanted it to work. 
It had worked. There was no doubt about it. We did agree that this was likely the result of the ideometer effect that we'd read about, but reading about it is different to actually experiencing it. And it freaked us out. Even me, the hardcore skeptic. Particularly given the feedback we'd experienced on the mic as we were recording. However, as we were wrapping up our conversation, we noticed that the volume on Tristan's mic had been massively turned up, possibly knocked as I made my way to huddle in the corner away from the board. So maybe, just maybe, the interference wasn't Todd after all. Maybe it was just my big clumsy fingers. 